Welcome to Kids for a Quid, the football show presented by kids. Hello and welcome back to Kids for a Quid, episode 6. We didn't do it in the last two weeks because we didn't have a referee and on the last Tuesday it was like we couldn't stop it because it was Wembley. My name is Reuben and I'm a Nottingham Forest fan. My name is Elliot and I'm a Chelsea fan. Uh, my name is Chris. I am the referee. I'm the boy's dad and I am also a Nottingham Forest fan. So apologies from everyone. I, I had COVID so we couldn't do it. The boys had a, an amazing trip to Wembley to watch a fantastic England game. Um, so we've missed a little bit. And um, we've we had comments from people as well saying they've missed the show as well, which is nice. So we're um, we're back in for the show now. Um and we're, as normal, we're going to go straight into our bits of... Um, Potch Watch. Yeah, just as I was going to say, Elliot. And Cooper Watch. And Rube. So there you go, boys. You start it off. Off you go. So, at Stamford Bridge, Cole Palmer um, is given the opportunity to put Chelsea 1-0 up from the penalty spot. As you'd expect, he does, like he did against Burnley two weeks ago and um and then Mikhailo Mudrick is trying to put in a cross to the back post for Sterling which ends up in the back of the net <laughs> first question was it a cross or was it a shot I shot. think he was trying to cross it to the back post shot yeah shot Raya was off his line, so I reckon Mudrick was actually trying to shoot. Yeah, I, I I think it was a shot, but then when I looked at it again, I thought it might have been a cross. So what happened next then for in your in your potch watch, your evaluation of Chelsea's performance? <coughs> here, what was the next thing to happen? Then, Mr. Robert... Oh, no! It, it's gone straight to Declan Rice! And Sanchez is in no man's land, and Arsenal... Have suddenly insecured Chelsea's two-goal lead. <laughs> Brilliant commentary. They've insecured the lead. Love it. Okay, and then and then, and then what happened again? In almost like the grim finale. <laughs> and Katia. Oh no! I just, I was like at this point. Oh no! Here we go. Yeah, it all, it all looked so secure for Chelsea, and it all looked like it was going to be a great three points, and then. Arsenal amazingly got back in the game and uh, and they really took the game to Chelsea then didn't they? And they sh- they should have really won it. So do you think then Elliot do you think from that game that is um a case of a good point earned or do you think it is a case of two points dropped? Well, both. It's a good point earned because Arsenal What does it feel like though? Does it feel like you know, oh, we got a draw or is it like no, I'm happy with a draw or is it like oh, we should have got a win? A bit of both. Okay, all right. So, Rue, Cooper Watch, talk to us about the absolute travesty of a performance that was Forest versus Luton. Well, we tune it up. Chris Wood with both of them. Could yep. have got, like, a double hat-trick. Yeah, for could've sure. Been, we could have won. Should have won. Um, um, a few minutes later, um, free kick, ball in, Luton... 2-1 up. Luton 2-1 down. Yep. 90th minute plus 2. Wobble with a terrible error. What was Sir Jorier doing? 
Well, Serge went on the pitch at that point, so it wasn't oh. Serge's fault. Oh, well, the first goal, did you the see that? The first goal, yeah, Serge. He, he was on the floor and Ducked really down and tried to head it. And yeah, I just. What did you think of the defending for those two goals? Terrible, just terrible. Yeah, I think it was. Um, it was a really difficult one to take for as a Forest fan because very same as what Elliot just described, being 2 nil up and thinking, great, and, and we're we're ninth in the league at that point, by the way. And then Luton get a goal back, which was just a Gibbs White shouldn't have really given away a free kick where he was. Um, but everybody is saying about the substitutions that 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 that's why Forest conceded. That's why Forest drew because the substitutions Cooper made. So do you think that it was the right substitutions to make, Ree? No, definitely not. I reckon he should have kept the players on the pitch, shouldn't have taken all of the midfield off. Yeah, and, C- and Cooper doesn't have to explain himself to everybody. He's made the decisions for what he feels is is the right way. But it's one of the first times that I've seen that lots of people are questioning him. And that hasn't happened really since he's been at the club. So what do you think of that, Ray? Well, yeah, but if Cooper, if Cooper didn't... Um, I, did, I can't read. You're right, Elliot. You, you, it feels like you're you're wanting to jump in over what Ruben's saying there. All I wanted was I couldn't read my. Oh, you couldn't see your notes, right? Okay, sorry, Ru. Carry on there. Uh, yeah. If Cooper, it it was a good idea for Cooper <laughs> to give them a rest. Sorry, Elliot's just now dropped his notes on the floor. <laughs> this is this is turning into a slapstick comedy. There we go. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Ru. Carry on. So Cooper wanted to give him a rest and. Yeah, Cooper made the right decision. He, sh- but Worrell just terrible defending. He, but what he, Cooper does get a clap and applause for what he did. He he's resting with players because he didn't want like them to be tired for our, our next game against Liverpool. We want to put like a full strength squad out there for the game against Liverpool. Okay. Yeah, very diplomatic, very well done. That that means you, you strong words. Strong words, they're good words. Strong words. I think um, the majority of Forest fans came away from that. As far as asking you the question, second ago, Elliot, did you feel like that was definitely two points lost rather than a point gained? Two point loss. Yeah. You mean three point loss? Well, no, because we got one point, didn't we? So we would have oh, got yeah. three. Yeah. So we, yeah. we lost two. So definitely felt like two points lost, yeah. and can't really get too frustrated with Joe Worrell because weeks ago the game against Chelsea he was absolutely phenomenal so players have good days and bad days he'd just come on a um, bit disappointed the way that he didn't deal with it but it's football you've got to move on look at the positives we didn't lose um, and on to a nice easy game away at Anfield next week what's what's Chelsea's next game else? Uh, Brentford on Saturday at 12.30 is that at the bridge or is it at Brentfordshire? <laughs> the bridge. The bridge. Okay, right. We've so we've got one at Anfield. We have, yeah. Nice and I've got Salah in my team and Turner on the bench. Okay, yeah. So Dream Team was a good week for some people this week, wasn't it? Seventy-nine. Rue, Rue smashed it. Mummy went top of the league. Elliot I then went back top of the league. <laughs> and then Elliot went second. Elliot the went next second. Day. I closed the gap on Elliot to <laughs> three points from about 30 behind. I, I put Anthony Gordon in my team. Oh, shrewd moves from Elliot. I think Anthony Gordon's on fire at I the put, moment. I put Mickey van der Ven in. He, he got me a clean sheet. Yeah, it was well done. My 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 tip last week was to put Chris Wood in. And lots of people, when I told them I put Chris Wood in my dream team, they laughed. 13 points later, who's laughing now? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so topic one, talk us through um, the rest of Premier League game week nine. The first game, it is to do with Manchester United, but I think before we actually discuss the game, we have to discuss something else. Because Sir Bobby Charlton, obviously a key figure at the club, has <laughs> passed away. And obviously I think he he was a key figure in Manchester United's history. And I think it they got the win last night and on Saturday night for him almost. Yeah, it's a very nice thing to say, Elliot. Bobby, Bobby, uh, Sir Bobby Charlton, yeah, absolute legend for Manchester United, legend for England. Um, one of the greatest players ever ever to pull on an England shirt and a Manchester United shirt and, and a thoroughly lovely person. I, I had the um, honour of meeting him when I was about your age, Elliot. And um, I, I went to meet him. Uh, it was at a football, a little football camp that we did. And I rocked up in my, uh, my full Nottingham Forest kit. Mm -hmm. And at this point, Forest were bottom of the Premier League. And he looked me up and down. He went, Nottingham Forest, strongest team in the league, son. <laughs> and he was obviously taking the mickey out of me. So, yeah, so I met Bobby Charlton and he took the mick out of Forest. But um, very, very nice gentleman and very, very sad that he's passed away. But, um, yeah, so it's very fitting that United um, pulled together two good performances. And um particular, one player in that has stood out massively re in recent games and played fantastically for England. Maguire. Harry Maguire. Yeah, what do we think of that, Rue? Harry Maguire's performances. Well, just going back to Sir Bobby Charlton, it's a sad moment for, like, United and England fans. Even, just like, anyone, us three. You know, I think anyone generally associated with football, he's a legend of the game. And, yeah, it's very sad when someone passes away. So what did you think of Harry Maguire? Back on form for both of his clubs and internationals. Yeah, and we talked about it in game week uh, episode two, I think, when we were talking about how sometimes players can get um, abuse and things like that. And, it, you know, they're, they're people at the end of the day. And I'm, I'm really glad that Harry Maguire is proving a lot of those people wrong who were very, very mean and nasty towards him. He's, he's putting in the performances and now he's sort of looking back at them and saying, yeah, you know, I, I can do this. Don't doubt me. I think that's a really strong person to do that. Also, another Manchester United player who's been in the front pages recently, Andre Anana, hero last night. It was, wasn't it? It was. It was. Um. It was. Robbie Savage at the time, I think, on the commentary said it was an amazing save. I, I don't think it was. I think he dived the right way and caught it. I don't think it was an amazing save, but again, a really crucial thing. But did you see? Excuse me, that's my uh, my horny goat drink repeating <laughs> on me. Um, did you um? Did you think that um? Did you see what Garnacho did to the penalty spot? No. Did you see it, Ray? No, because I didn't even listen or hear <laughs> well, it. Why the VAR mm. check was going on, all the players went to the, as you're looking at it, the left-hand side of the six-yard box, and they were all talking. And Garnacho was there, and he was scuffing the penalty spot up with his boots, really mm. digging in and making the ground uneven. And a lot of people are saying, was that, you know, was that really clever? Because then, obviously, the player running up to it, he might slip on it. It's uneven ground. Or do you think that's not good sportsmanship? Not good sportsmanship from Alejandro Garnacho. That's that's the if right answer, Rue. Well done. If the ref spotted that, Garnacho would have got booked. I think you're right. But he didn't. Banana saved it. <laughs> and, um, and United are, are marching on in Europe. So anyway, back to game week nine. What other games do you want to talk to us about? Everton, Sheffield United Liverpool. v Man United. We just talked about that. 
Oh, oh, okay, disagreement in the camp. So, <laughs> but we didn't. To, to be fair, you didn't really talk about it. You mentioned it a little bit. So Manchester United went to Bramall Lane, didn't they? So Sheffield United, Manchester United. So what was the score? 2-1 Two Two one one United. United. Okay, and, and what was the game like? Not fast, you know. It was, Take it, it or leave it. It, it was... Like <laughs> <laughs> Would have preferred speak? to be doing my sewing. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> Referee. <laughs> 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 All right, so it was an okay game, but nothing special. So why did you pick it to talk about it? <laughs> because because <laughs> I think of Diego Dalot's Ooh, goal. That was a thunderbolt, Ooh. wasn't it? We were debating, if, if was it a volley or was it just off the ground? To be honest, I've only seen it. I haven't really watched it too many times. But I just saw it just leave his foot and just absolutely fly into that top corner. The goalie, um, uh, Fodringham got a touch. Fodringham. Fodringham. <laughs> Good effort. He got a touch to it yeah. and off the crossbar and then in. Great finish. Wasn't Another it? great finish was Mudricks, and um, I think cross shot, cross shot. I think um, goal of the weekend could go to. Dallo and Madrid. Okay, all right. Bit so of co cross country there. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> me and Mummy looking at each other a little bit puzzled at the moment. But <laughs> yeah, that was gone over both of our heads here. All right. So, um, so yeah. So Manchester United um, on the road against uh, Sheffield United two one. Sheffield United looking in in trouble already, aren't they? What are we nine games in? No wins. No wins. Bournemouth the same as well. Yeah. Six losses, three draws, three points. Check out Stato over there. That's epic, <laughs> isn't it? Loving that. So, all right, the next game you've chosen to talk about was the Merseyside derby. And we, yeah, it was 2 0 to Liverpool. Sadly, no Harry Bays with me because I predicted 3 1 Liverpool. Well, I don't think you went ahead with it because I think you both said you'd rather have Harry Bays. So, for obviously, you guys on the show can't see it. But I'm dishing out the Haribos <laughs> right now. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, there it is. Otherwise, I was taking them back. Um, yeah, <laughs> so that's the Haribos for our wager. But yeah, so Liverpool-Everton. Was, was it a good game? Was it a bad game? Was it <laughs> meh? I'd rather be sewing. <laughs> yeah, meh. I'd rather Liverpool be Liverpool should have had a Stonewall penalty, which was overturned, I feel. Okay. Just, yeah. Yeah, Young got sent off for that penalty and... Ref didn't give a penalty. It mm. was, he wasn't happy about being sent off, was he? Yeah? No. I think he stomped off a pitch. Do we think that changed the game? Yeah. Yeah, because when a, when a team is down to 10 men, it makes it harder because they have one less player. It, do, it does. And in, in some aspects, it, it makes it harder for the other team as well, which might sound a bit daft. But it's basically with a team that only has 10 men, what they do is, is they change their formation a bit and they'll go very what we call compact. So they'll they'll play with lots of players defending, and then they'll they'll put as many people behind the ball as possible to make it hard to break down. And that's what Everton did really really well for so long in the game, where they basically squeezed their their formation to make it really hard for Liverpool to get in, and it made it quite a tight game for a long period of time. You're right. You both put your hands up. All right, Ru. You're right. Um. <laughs> so. Um. So just going back to like the red card, um, we think if if you time waste two yellows, if it's time waste, we sh 
they should get Simbin for 10 minutes. Okay. Because some yellow cards are really, really minimal. And I don't think that some of them merit a red. So you think there should be sort of a separate system for... But, but only if it's like minimal yellows. So that's what I was going to say. So it's basically if you feel that there's a system that, that should be just for time wasting or is it kind of you know what what other things just, just for time really wasting? minimal yellow yeah, cards so, so what's so minimal like well that's, that's the, i think that's the question i'm trying to ask what what would be minimal for you is, is it just time wasting or do you think it could be other things throwing the ball away okay you so know. descent as well yeah i i know one like just not a really dirty foul when you just get like booked and it's only like a clip on the leg so that, that I think that, that that's the, what what you both have just said. That that's the kind of the, the one of the problems with trying to do something like that is, then you're looking at what is a clip on the leg, what is a dirty foul, what is this, and and that's why sometimes these I th- I think it's a great idea, and I think time wasting certainly having a if you're guilty of time wasting, I don't think you should have um, two card. yellows. I think you should just be a no. Do you know what? Clearly time wasting. You're off the pitch for ten minutes, mate, because you won't do it again. And I think the same with diving. If you've been caught diving mm. and in a replay afterwards, it's clear you've been caught diving, you miss the next game. Because mm. I guarantee that would stop a lot of diving and a lot of time wasting. Just, just like, I think it was Basuma's dive against Luton. He did a really obvious dive. Yeah, that was pretty shocking, wasn't it? Yeah, really I shocking. I think he dived. To, because Spurs, it, I think it was nil-nil when Basuma got sent off. So I reckon... He dived to try and give Spurs a free kick. But it's good that the referees are picking up on that and they're not just yeah. saying, well, do you know what? Yeah, it was a bit of a dive. You've already been booked. I w- I'll, mm. I'll let it go. They're going, no, actually, these are the rules. You are cheating because it's cheating at the end of the day. Yeah. You are cheating. Guess what? He's not going to do that again, is he? No. If he does, he's a wally. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So have you got any other things from um, in your topic one for game week nine that you'd like um, to chat about? I've mm. just got one last comment. and. Just a comment about refereeing. Oh, okay. The refereeing has improved a Ooh. lot better. Okay. <coughs> I thought. I thought we. I. I just in my mind then. I just had this huge segment. I thought Rue was going to go on a rant about referees. Rue's rant. And exactly. I was. We have a new segment called Rue's Rants. <laughs> referees. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's very good. So you. Th- you think that the quality of refereeing got better this week? Yeah. And you think you've seen yeah, some good... Yeah, well, well yeah. That's, that's always an improvement. I think the ref in the Forest game was very good. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's always nice to have positive bits in um, in football to, to report. So, well done, Rue. <whistles> right. Topic two. You, you boys have assembled topic two this week. And it's kind of a bit of a, a knockout, isn't it, between who is the best. So, it's, like the, it's kind of like, um, like a, a big battle royale. The best of the best up against each other, isn't it? So you've picked how many players? Uh, we've two. done f- two. So we've done two each. Okay. So what what players have you got? Who who's coming up against each other? I've got Kane v Haaland. So you're doing Kane versus uh, Harry Kane versus Erling Haaland, and Rue, you're doing. I've got the greatest of all time versus the greatest of all time, Messi v Ronaldo. I f- I thought for a minute there you were going to say Messi versus Morgan Gibbs White. <laughs> But okay, right, Messi versus Ronaldo. Okay, so you're basically going to talk through which of those players you think are the best and then they're going to go against each other in a grand final? Yeah. Ooh, I like this. All right, so Rue, hit us up with Messi versus 
the other goat, which is obviously Gibbs White, right? No, Ronaldo. How wouldn't he? Ronaldo. Serge Aurier. Ronaldo. Sangare. Cristiano. <laughs> <All right>. Ronaldo. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Ian so, Wayne. All right, off you go. Messi. Yep. 821 goals. Ronaldo, 862 goals. Wow. That's a lot of goals, isn't it? In their whole entire career. That's amazing, isn't mm. it? And it's not just kickabouts in the park. These are, no. you know, playing at the top of their game. So, okay, so what else are you thinking in, in that challenge? Well, Ronaldo playing a little bit more like... Excuse me. Oh, there's a belch on air <laughs> from Ruben there. <laughs> uh, um, like... Ronaldo isn't a good captain for like Portugal because some people out there don't like Ronaldo because of his captaincy and but Messi better like if I had to choose like between Messi or let's just say Stuart Armstrong from Southampton <laughs> it would just be Messi oh really <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest players in the world versus a guy who plays in the championship. You're going to choose the greatest player in the world. Wow, I'm not shocked. <laughs> so, are you are you thinking about maybe attitude? Yeah. So the way that some of the players come across. So who do you think? Who do you think from what you see in in, in a match and from your from your view, what who, which player do you think has a better attitude? Oh, Bruce, really thinking about it now. He's going to say Stuart Armstrong. <laughs> we say Morgan <laughs> Gibbs. So, do you think? I know we've talked about this uh, at home before, but do you, do you think that Cristiano Ronaldo has a bit of a a bit of a bad attitude? What we call a bit of a chip on his shoulder sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And, and going to back to say when I said Morgan Gibbs, why? Messi. Messi. Okay, so you think Messi's got a better attitude? Yeah. So Ronaldo scored more goals. Mm-mm. If if you were let's let's put this might be one way to to sort of help answer the question. If you were on a team mm. and you were playing, let's say you're playing eleven aside, right, and mm. you've got one space left in your team, mm. which one are you picking to play in your team? Um, um, Messi. So so is is that basically that that's what you'd say? You you think that Messi is better than Ronaldo? Yeah. Okay. Even so though I like Ronaldo more. Okay. Can I just add, Messi's attitude showed in showed in the World Cup because after going down to Saudi Arabia, he t- was the first to believe that they really could do something. Mm. He went down to Saudi Arabia and got back. Ronaldo just went to Saudi Arabia. Messi, Messi went to the United States. Ronaldo went to Saudi Arabia. All right, so we think so. Messi is into the grand final. Yep. Not unknown territory for Messi ha- going into a final. Haaland. And now, Haaland, Rue, versus who? Harry Kane. All right, Haribo. So, <laughs> Elliot, talk us through Harold Kane and Erling Braut Haaland. Right. Uh, I can't actually see the stats on my... Um... M- Mummy stood 25 yards away. <laughs> there we go. I, st- I still can't. Okay, so you're looking at your stats for um, Kane with 300 and I want to say... 98. Three, 398 goals versus Haaland's 249 goals. So l- l- let me throw something out there though with that. What, what do you think... 
is that a fair comparison between the two? No. Because? Kane's been playing for longer, yeah. hence he's got more goals. Good, good analysis, Elliot. So, do you think that by the time Haaland gets to Kane's age, he will have outscored Kane? It depends, because it depends... It depends whether he can carry on being as prolific as he was last year. And that's a huge, huge ask, isn't it? Because to be at the top of your game for a very long time, and this is where players like Harry Kane are so fantastic because he's been at the top of his game for a very, very long time, season after season. And a lot of people said, oh, this, is, this horny goat drink is going to make me burn again. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a great drink. It just it's a, it's a little bit fizzy. You don't um, need to mention it. <laughs> I'm not trying to get sponsorship, it's fine. <laughs> Although we will send them this and see if they'll send us some more spares. Um, well, well <laughs> you already get plenty of air through your butt. <laughs> oh, no. You all right? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so anyway, back to the plot. So a lot of people saying Harry Kane was a one-season wonder, and he's clearly proven wrong. Haaland coming into the Premier League, and, and we've seen lots of players transition from Bundesliga to the Premier League, we not quite make it. Timo Werner. Um, Jadon Sancho. Jadon Sancho. So these, some of these guys are prime examples of the difference between the two qualities of football. But Haaland, man, he's just come in and he's just Oof. absolutely smashed it. So what are you thinking, Elliot? What, what other kind of attributes or sort of like qualities do you think these players have? I think <clears throat> Haaland is going to struggle to get into like major tournaments okay because he's with well not saying anything against norway but i just don't think they're at the level that england are at if that makes sense okay i think elliot's just upset a lot of norwegians <laughs> been getting lots of um lots of angry emails from angry norwegian lumberjacks now we will win the world cup if no. you even qualify. Oh wow! Okay, shots fired. So okay, so we're, we're basically saying that, and in, well, surely though, if Haaland's on an international level and he's not playing as many games, surely he's going to be fresher because he's going to have the whole summer off. Yeah. Whereas some of these other players are going to be playing all summer long. So like Kane in the Euros. Yeah. So it's, I mean, and you forget like some like you take um one of the greatest players in the world, Morgan Gibbs White. He played an entire season for Forest. He had no break. He went to the Euros. England won the Euros. He then came back to Forest to pre-season training. He had a week off and then carried on playing. So in that entire time... Oh, we've got <laughs> <laughs> in, that in, in that entire time frame, um, <laughs> he's basically had a week off from playing football. That's phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah. So, so again, is he going to be as fresh as a player who's maybe had six weeks off or four weeks off over the summer? Uh, no. Ha just going back to the mm. World Cup bit, Haaland was on his own at Manchester City because City had all of their squad gone to the World Cup. Wow. So Haaland was on his own. So he had no one in the gym with him. I bet he was loving it. I yeah. bet he had his Spice Girls on. He was rocking it out in there, <laughs> listening to a bit of Andy and the Odd Socks. <laughs> all right, so back to the point. Elliot, Haaland versus Kane. Who's getting into this final? I'd love to call it a draw, but we never discussed what would happen if there was a draw. So So we can't have a draw then, so <laughs> you need to pick one. As it stands, Harry Kane. Oh, so Messi v Kane. Harry Kane, Messi in the final. Alright, so 
Harlan deserved to be there, but I just didn't discuss what would happen if there was. A you draw. just kicked him out, so you, you, yeah, he's gone. See you later, Arling. Yeah. All right, so. I reckon his family's not happy about that. Yeah, Alfinger Harlan, quality forest legend there. You've upset Big Legs. Alf. Um, all right, anyway, back to the point. So you've got Kane versus Messi. So we, we've already gone through their stats. We know that. We know that Kane is a um, a prolific goal scorer. We know that Messi's even more <laughs> prolific. What what separates these players? Is, I th- it, is it trophies won? Kane won. <laughs> They're very persistent tonight, aren't they? Uh-huh. Maybe that was Horny Goat telling us our shipments arrived. Uh-huh. <sighs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> well... Harry Kane won three golden boots in a row when he was playing for Spurs at one point. He won three golden boots in a row. Yeah. And um, Harlem was phenomenal last season, but the way he started this season, he's been a little bit off. We're talking about Messi and Kane, oh, oh, Harlem, you oh, donut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> right, so... Messi versus Kane in the final. Haaland's a great player. We like Haaland. He's lovely, but let's not talk <laughs> about him. So let's let's look at domestic honours. So let's look at um, things, trophies that people have won playing for their club. Messi. Won. So what's Harry Kane won playing for Spurs? Nothing. What's Harry Kane won playing for Munich? Nothing. So Messi's a little bit ahead in terms of trophies, isn't he? Yes, but... Sorry to any um, other German club fans out there, but he's basically guaranteed one trophy, isn't he? Well, no, because if you look at it at the start of the season, they had the Super Cup, and everybody thought Kane's going to move to Munich, he's going to pick up his first trophy in his first game, and what happened? They lost. Lost to Leipzig. 3-1? Yes, and, but... and, 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 and let's be honest, like the, in, uh, going, going off on a tangent looking at Bundesliga right now, Javi Alonso has got... Leverkusen playing the best football they've played in 10 years and they look like a real side so Leverkusen are going to be a huge huge challenge when it's against Munich. Munich yeah so is Stuttgart going by the early signs as well so going back to our plot about Harry Kane and, and Messi um, it's not about guaranteed trophies so we we know that Messi's got more trophies don't we he's won the World Cup but which I think the ultimate thing comes down to, if you're picking that player in that last bit on your team, who are you going for? Messi. Messi. What are you thinking, Elliot? You know what? People are going to... Um, Shout at you. Yes. But I don't Throw fruit at you in the street. <laughs> I know. Throw Harry at you. Throw Yorny Goat juice at me. <laughs> I think surely we've done enough for some sponsorship. Um, anyway, right, so Rue, you're saying Messi should go. Yeah. Messi's going your is your pick. And Elliot, I know who you're Elliot's saying picking. someone's going to throw grapes at you in the street. <laughs> Harry Kane. Yeah. Okay, so how do we decide this? Because oh, yeah. I know how we decide this. You decide. No. <laughs> Mummy decides. Oh! <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, so, so this one's a little bit obvious, isn't calm it? Calm down, because I think the people at home have just, like, literally, <laughs> their windows are shattered by the noise coming out of the speakers right now. So, you've got to pick between Lionel Messi and Harry Kane. So who's going to be in your team? Who you pick him? Shh, 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 shh. 
Messi. It's Messi. Okay, what? so we're team Messi. Okay, yes. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, I think Harry Kane's a fantastic player and I think he's carried a lot of teams and he's done fantastic for England and he's, he's done a, a heck of a lot more than a lot of average players would have done at Spurs. And I think that's fantastic. But Messi's the complete player and I, I think he's he's the greatest footballer that we've ever seen. I think Pele is superb. Um, I think Bobby Charlton was superb. Maradona, amazing players. But I think Messi will go down as the greatest player that we've ever, ever seen. But that's just my opinion. Rue obviously thinks Serge Aurier. No! Elliot thinks that um, Mudrick... No, not Mudrick. No. I think... Oh, oh, sorry, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> hang on. Ref- referee blew right in the middle of Elliot's thought. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's try that again. I think we should have a VAR check. Uh, on the fact that um, that I know Messi will go down as one of the best, but will he go down as the best? Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> I so think... who, who do you think is better than Elliot? If you say Harlan now, I'm I'm going to shave your head and paint it green. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just said that. <laughs> That Kane was better than Haaland. Who are you thinking? Who's going to be? I the... think you don't need to shout. You really the don't best player that we've ever seen will go down in history as um, Pele. I think you think Pele is better than Messi. What? Okay, that's fine. Hey, yeah, we're all entitled to our opinions, right? Right. I'm, I'm going to press the button now that says um, full time whistle, and then we'll move on to the next bit. Are we good with that? Yep. Yep. Oh, it's the feature. I need to make up a feature noise, don't I? Okay, anyway, we'll do that. (laughs) (laughs) What was that lion? That was the wrong button. Okay, um, it's time for your feature. So your feature now, you're going to tell your listeners all about your... Where did you go last week? Trip Wembley. to Wembley. Went to Wembley. And what game did you watch? England, England versus Italy. Italy. And was it a Euro qualifier? Yes. yes. And what was it like? Well, the a- <sighs> uh, you both want to answer. I can I can feel the tension in the room. <laughs> Let's go, Rue, because you're the youngest. You answer. Um, the atmosphere was just brilliant. Yeah. Um, you could hear people. Uh, That's good. When <laughs> you were talking. During the game, because when it's like you said on what when was it when Forrest played Burnley? What episode was that? Uh, Let, let's just say it's episode three. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, you said it's the worst thing that you could hear the other team scoring, yeah. Worst thing we could hear the Italy fans chanting, me and Elliot and Mummy. <laughs> And granddaddy, we didn't have a clue if the Italy fans were swearing (laughs) (laughs) swearing to the England players. (laughs) So so your your takeaway from the whole thing was that you didn't know if you were being sworn at an Italian by a group of Italian fans. And that's what you didn't like about it. That's epic. (laughs) That's absolutely epic. Um, Well, we'll never know unless we get an Italian guest on the show, will we? So... So, um, okay, well, that's a really interesting takeaway. Yeah, so I think my, my point was more about when you see a, a, another team scoring and you, you've just conceded a goal and you can see the jubilation and that envy of 
God, I wish it was me, but yours is. No, I don't know if you're swearing at me, mate. <laughs> um, yeah. So Italy did score first. Um, and let's be honest, what a goal as well. That came out of nothing, but the finishing and that, that, that really quick single pass touch move, absolutely brilliant football. And it was a really deserved goal for Italy, wasn't it? Really yeah. deserve a goal. So then what happened? Then, going back to what who I think is the best player that we had in our little debate, Harry is the hero. Yeah. He steps up from the penalty spot after a very long VAR mm. check. And, and was it a penalty? Yes, it was. Yeah? I'm not so sure. I reckon no. I reckon no. Oh, sorry. No, I didn't realise you meant it like that. No, I, I just, I watched, obviously I sat at home and watched it, watched it so many times and just thought I could I could see in other games this being given as uh, a goal kick. And I was a bit, I thought it was going to get overturned, but it didn't. And a great finish as well. Um, yeah. and Even then, and then if what the happened? goalie had dived the right way, he wouldn't have got to it. No, Let's he had to repair the like nets that. at half time. He broke them, didn't he? Um, so what happened next? England got... England went 2-1 up. Marcus Rashford. Then they went 3-1 up. And then full-time whistle. England won 3-1, qualified for the Euros. Yeah, so going back, just taking a little bit of a step back, looking at... Uh, the, the, you right? <laughs> yeah. I'm doing the rewind noise. Oh, I, thought, I thought you would turn into a helicopter or something. Or a small hoover. Um, uh, uh, what <laughs> I, I'm not even pressing the soundboard at the moment here. What is going on? <laughs> right. Uh, that, okay, okay, we, we go because pe- people all, all, all stop stop listening, and um, and pe- people will tune out from the tomfoolery because they're here for, I imagine, serious football conversation, yes. or probably not, probably mm. the tomfoolery, but it doesn't matter. Mm. So Jude Bellingham, he creates the goal for Rashford, and how good was Jude Bellingham? Great. He even got man of a match. What I was just about to say is about to say the man of a match goes to Hey Jude. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Yeah. Very. Very good. I like that. I like that. Yeah. That was brilliant. So yeah, Jude Bellingham was phenomenal, wasn't he? And and um, I can't remember who said it the other day, but is he the best player in the world at the moment? He he can like I said in one of the upsets. Other episodes, <laughs> he is probably going to be the next Zinedine Zidane. So back to the question: Is he currently at the moment? Is Jude Bellingham the best player in the world? Yes, I'd say the best twenty-year-old, but not the best player. Who do you think is the best player in the world at the moment, Elliot? Oh, Harry! <laughs> <laughs> I know who he's going to say. I don't know. I know who he's going to say. I thought he was going to say, Sir. Oreo. Oreo. <laughs> no. No, I was Elliot, just about who do you to think, say who do you think is the best player in the world at the moment then if I not think you? the best player in the world right now some people are going to shout at me for this. What? I'm sure they won't. Is Jung Min Son. Okay, well he's 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 doing a fantastic job for Spurs at the moment. Um I I think Bellingham was it 11 goals in 10 games or something like that for Madrid now? Yes, he's the best 20-year-old, but maybe not the best player. But a 20-year-old pulling in those numbers and those performances, that's unreal, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Rue, you look like you're about to scrape the ceiling, your hand's so high. Um, 
just going back, I do think Jude Bellingham's the best player in the world. But just like Elliot, 20 or... He's the best under 20-year-old player in the world. Under 20? He's 20. Yeah, but like 20 or under. Alright, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the best player in the world for me is... Morgan Gibbs-White. Really? People are going <laughs> to shout at me <laughs> no, on No, I, I don't think you are. I, I think they can obviously see that we have very strong allegiances to our clubs, but it's nice to look at the bigger picture and, and just appreciate the fact that Jude Bellingham is, is very young and the performances that he is putting in at the moment are just unbelievably outstanding. When he left Birmingham to go to um, Dortmund, Birmingham City actually retired his shirt and they said they, they'd never let anybody wear that shirt again because they were convinced that he was such a great player he was going to be a brilliant player they didn't want anyone ever to wear his squad number again and everybody thought Birmingham were crazy and they were laughing at them going oh how tin pot is that how pathetic is that this <laughs> who's kid, laughing now well literally that and everyone was going oh, retire a shirt what for a kid they'd be so daft wow absolutely wow and he's proven everybody right at Birmingham for at Dortmund he was amazing at Madrid he's amazing and in an England shirt what a player. What a player. And can he keep it going till the Euros? Well, let, let's hope so, because I think he's going to be an absolute... And throughout the Euros. Again, he's going to be an absolute linchpin to the England. He's going to be so key a to beast. England. He's going to be a beast as well. You all right, Rue? Um, yeah, I reckon he's going to be a beast at the Euros. Every Madrid fan out there... Don't get any other Madrid player printed out on the shirt. Just get Bellingham. Okay. One of the best players in the world, apart from MGW. All right. Okay. Uh, so, so going back, I think we've kind of gone massively off the topic of talking about Wembley. Going back to Wembley, um, what the atmosphere was great. What was it like being in the ground for the uh, national anthems at the start? Uh, brilliant. I had to put my ear defenders on. Let's just put it like that. It was loud, wasn't it? And did you both sing Queen or King by accident? I accidentally said Queen at the end. (laughs) I said King. I said King. Rue was looking there going, I swear those Italians are swearing at me during this. I I know they are. I can see them. Um, Okay, so it it was definitely a night to remember. So I know Rue, you've been a couple of times. Ellie, it was your first time to go to Wembley. Um, But definitely a night to remember. And would you say to... Um, your listeners who are the same age as you that go into Wembley is an absolute must. You've got to go and do it. Yeah. If your parents have got the money. Well, so this is the thing. It's not It's not a cheap exercise. We won't talk about how much it actually costs to go to Wembley, but it's not a cheap exercise. But I would say to people, if you have got local youth football clubs in your community that do run trips and you're very lucky in that the football club that we, we, um, we do things, Chickwell United do run trips to Wembley and that that's down to one person who organizes and she takes all of the time Sharon to organize all of that which is amazing and everybody's very very grateful for Sharon because she gives you guys these kind of you know um, experiences which are you know huge so if you are listening in your local areas get in contact with your local clubs and see if they do organize trips to Wembley because it certainly is an absolutely fantastic like day local, out like under like eights, under sevens, under twelves, under thirteen, under twenty threes, even under twenty threes as well. That's a very good point, Rue. So yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> Rue's just throwing out throwing out numbers there. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, we get it's basically speak to your local grassroots clubs, um, see if there's anything that that you can get involved with, and yeah, get yourself to Wembley. It's amazing. Okay, boys, have you got anything else that you want to talk to your lovely listeners about this week? Um, 
No, not really. Okay. Horny goats. <laughs> horny goats. Horny goats. Horny goats. Horny goats. <laughs> we don't need to talk about the horny goat drink, Rhea. Really. I think we've done enough of that already. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. So, we've got game week coming up now. So, it's going to be game week 10. Um, I think we've got two more weeks and then it's back to an international break. Um, so, yeah. So, you have to join... Join the boys next week when they're going to be talking about game week 10. Now, we were supposed to have a guest come on um, the other week, but obviously I had COVID, so they couldn't come. So they are going to reschedule and hopefully we'll be in attendance in one of the next weeks. So we'll have a guest on the show um, who'll be able to chat everything football with you guys as well. So that'll be quite exciting, won't it? Yeah, um, very. Just quickly, a quick fantasy update we could do at the end. Yeah, sure. Go on then. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Oh, did we do one earlier? We did. We, we did. We, did we do one earlier, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, but we just did a table recap. Oh, you want to talk about players? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, it it was saying a couple of game weeks over. Is top? Is it time to sell Harland? Oh, okay. I like and this chat. And bench Harland. Oh. Isn't it a risk though? I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I'm not putting Harland on that bench. If I'm offered a ton of Harry Bows, I'm not putting Haaland on my bench if someone offers me a million pounds. Okay. Um, I. Anyway, Haaland is staying on that pitch all the time. I don't have a single striker on the bench. I think I might have done a risk this week making Ollie Watkins my vice captain. Oh, no, Ollie, Ollie Watkins is banging in the points at the moment, so. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's. I I keep looking at Haaland and thinking, do I do I not do I uncaptain him and do I give captain to someone else and just have him on there? And then I think, oh, I take him off. But then when I, I I go to the transfer bit and look and think, there isn't anybody else in there who who I want. But who who's your front three at the moment then? Um, mine is Watkins, Haaland, and. Can't remember my left winger. Okay, Elliot, have you got two or three up front? Anthony Gordon. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Erling Haaland. Yeah. Uh, people are gonna, and Raheem Sterling's the other. Unless I swapped. But I so you've, you've got Sterling in at the moment, okay? So I've unless got... I swap Gordon for Sterling. Okay, so I've got at the moment, I've got Haaland, I've got Ollie Watkins, and I've just put in. Isak, because he started oh scoring. Oh no, I got Isak. I I got Isak. I believe. Elliot's got Isak as well now. Okay, so if if you would, you had to give anyone out there playing FPL this week, if you had to give them one tip, then for one cl- Elliot saying it's Anthony Gordon is the one tip. Rue, one player that you would you would say you've got to have this person in your dream team. They've got to be in there. Eleven, Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins. Okay, I like that. I'm liking that. I'm still thinking Madders. Madders is playing brilliant at the moment, so I, I think have him. Oh, oh Rue's got another. Ollie one. Watkins, Son, and Madders. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Well, well, that about wraps it up again for another another week of uh, Kids for a Quid. Um, anything else you guys want to say? Keep keep tuning in and uh, see you next week if you want to listen again, which we very much hope you do. Uh, check out our Instagram. Facebook and TikTok pages too. Bye everyone, stay safe. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, it's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
You've been listening to Kids for a Quid, the football show by kids. <laughs>